What is up, everyone, and welcome back to the Nonstop Baseball Podcast. This is episode eight. It was another fun week in baseball. I'm here. I'm Noah. You know what to do, baby. We got Brian over here, too. What's up, guys? And we got the man who still misses Jonas Valanciunas. We got Adam. One day. (laughs) One day he'll come back. His heart is aching. Right, guys? Yeah. I mean, if you know if he's a Blue Jays fan, you probably assume he's a Raptors fan too. But obviously, that's the case. Yeah. Um, he's look. He's thriving in Memphis. <laughs> sorta. <laughs> yeah. Well, enough of the JV talk. Uh, thank you to all everyone who's listening to us right now. If you're enjoying the podcast, uh, make sure you interact with us on Twitter and Instagram at nonstopbbpod. Give us some questions. Give us some feedback. We love hearing from you. And if you're really liking it, leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out. But I think we'll just jump straight into this thing. Well, as always, we'll take a quick look at the standings. I think I'll start us off here. Um, first team to 20 wins this year by like a few minutes was the Boston <laughs> Red Sox. Uh, now sitting at 21 and 13 atop the ALEs. Gotta love that. They have... Uh, you know, yeah, the pitching's starting to turn around a little bit. They, they took two out of three against the Tigers, but honestly made the Tigers look pretty good in that series. <laughs> but, you know, every team's got major leaguers on it. Uh, but, I mean, I'll take a two out of three in a series any time. Um, and also the Red Sox have the, uh, no big deal, the best shortstop in baseball over the, like, the last three years to Xander Bogarts. He's on fire right now. And lock it in. Right now, Xander Bogart's AL MVP. Oh, that's a <laughs> bold claim for a division that has Mike Trout in it. A yeah, league. That's, we we love those. We love those. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Voter fatigue. Even sure. though he didn't win last year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, that that's a tall order. To yeah. Anyone. But uh, speaking of MVPs, you know someone who is playing like one. Buster Posey. (laughs) He he is playing like 2012 Buster Posey. Dude, the crazy part is if you look at it. So Buster Posey hit a home run against the Padres. That it was yesterday on Friday. So we're recording this Saturday. That went over the brick wall in right field. The last time Buster Posey did that was in 2012. Like Posey is attacking the opposite field in ways he has never done in his career yeah really. he's never slugged like this before like he's slugged good but never yeah. at this rate no for sure like he's on pace for his best home run season ever and uh, i mean if he keeps it up who knows one thing i do like about how kapler's handling him is you'll never see posey catch three games in a series so every three game series he's putting caselli out there one game and giving posey an off day and do you know what? So far, it's keeping Posey super fresh, and Posey's killing it when he's out there. So yeah, not, not to bring it back to baseball or basketball too fast, uh, but yeah, <laughs> Posey Posey is getting the Kawhi Leonard load management treatment, and it's working like a charm. Yeah, especially when you're playing catcher, like, and you're in your what mid thirties. Yeah, he's like, like thirty three, I think thirty four. Yeah, you gotta you gotta really manage it. But yeah, it's great. I mean, speaking of that Padres game. I put it as my series to watch for this week. The Giants so far have won the first two games. 
which is pretty huge, man. Like, yeah, definitely we're coming off a series in which they won one game against the last place Rockies. They definitely should have won more than one game. You know what's crazy about the Giants is they're 20 and 13 right now, and their bullpen has blown like four or five games. Like, it's pretty crazy to think about. Maybe even more than that, honestly. Yeah, it was – no, yeah. What was it? They were up four going into – it was a doubleheader, bottom of seventh, last inning. Right? They're up four yeah, against they, the Rockies. they were up four. I think it was like 6-2. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't – well, yeah, let's hear this. It was just really good. Oh, why are you doing this to me? not happy Unbelievable. not happy one bit <laughs> don't mind me raging over here guys um, <laughs> yeah. make oh, the man. bad man go away <laughs> yeah that was fun you love a good old chuck nasty moment yeah the giants were up six two and they lost eight six so you love when that happens mm-hmm. um one of many games the Giants have thrown away. But on the bright spot, the first game of the doubleheader, they put up a 10 spot in the first inning. Love to see that. Yeah, yeah, that's always good. So, well, what's standing out to you when looking at the standings, Adam? Um, For me, it's not even as much the people at the top. It's the people that are falling to the bottoms. Mm-hmm. Um, the Angels have been dropping hard. So is uh so is Washington. The Nationals are struggling. Miami finally climbing out of last place, and the Dude, Braves yeah. also. I, and I the, don't think the most say, concerning the, of all these. Wait, you want to go? You can go. I was gonna say the the Royals, our darlings, uh, lost seven in a row. Now at sixteen and sixteen, and yep. maybe most uh, cons- concerningly, if that is a word, at, at a nice negative 25 run differential they were getting some clutch wins early on but now that you know maybe that luck's starting to run out it's not looking as good they'll still be a competitive hard you know hard working team but the white Sox are looking good and then the indians swept them in a four game series earlier in this week so yes i think the royals we kind of nailed in our like preseason prediction so far like they're a good team, but they may not win everything, but they're not going to be an easy team to beat. They're just one of those mid-level teams that if you're the top team, you don't really want to face them, even though they're not elite. Um, but the most concerning team in that division, I was going to say, is the Minnesota Twins. Dude, they're still 12-20. and 20. Like, what is going on with the Twins? Yeah, it's not good. And didn't Buxton just go on the aisle? Am I crazy? I don't know. <laughs> it, went, it went quiet after that. I think I Buxton remember. just went on the aisle. Yeah, they just put him on the aisle. Oh, wow. That's well, rough. You know what? But if you're a Minnesota Twins fan, you can take heart because you'll never be worse than the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> Dude, the You Tigers. just can't be. You, you can't. That is rock bottom, and you're not there yet. Yeah. yeah. it's it, it, That's like the Red Sox are just trying to give the Tigers games, and they took one of them but they still just lost two out of three. And it was just like, that's brutal. It was rough, man. It was I like, it was rough to watch the games. The Red Sox won as a Red Sox fan. I can't imagine as a Tigers fan. That's just, 
Yeah. yeah so oh. Buxton is on the 10 day IL with a hip injury. So hopefully Ooh. Buxton gets back. Okay. I mean, we were, we've been talking about MVP and Buxton a lot. He's been dominant to start the year. So we hope yeah. to see him back out there. Well, the other, the other team that I want to point out that has been dominant and is dropping and well, bringing up IL for sort of injury reasons is the Dodgers. And, you know, yeah. of their last 10, they're two and eight. They've been, they are currently winning right now. So hopefully they are winning better, right now, but, but, Okay, so of their last ten, they'll be, I think, still two and eight, because I think they <laughs> yeah. won ten ago. But um, but they're the ones getting hit hard with some in, some pretty big injuries. Dustin May is done for the year. Yeah, I mean, if any team can handle it, it's the Dodgers. Like, let's yeah. be honest. Like, it, you hate to see a pitcher as good as Dustin May go down, and it's just especially fun to watch Tommy, as Tommy John. May. Yeah, no, he's mm-hmm. like incredibly fun to watch. And yeah, Tommy John. It just, yeah. I mean, the Dodgers have so much depth. It, like, it'll hurt them, but it won't hurt them as much as some other teams. Yeah, maybe we'll see some some price in the in the starting rotation. Yeah, yeah, and then Gonsolin is coming. He's starting to come back. I know he started the year on the IL, but yeah, that's that's rough. But I think staying in the NL West, Brian. I guess we all, I guess I did as well, because I was kind of talking up the Giants last week. We got called out on Instagram by Adrian, our, our, our friend and loyal listener, Adrian. He, he said, Giants are going nowhere. They've played Colorado and the Marlins twice. Also, okay, Adrian, they've, they've played the, the, the Miami Marlins, who have a plus 21 run differential. And we're a so, playoff team last year. We were a playoff team last year. Um, they haven't played Arizona or the Dodgers. The Dodgers suck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'm, I'm not worried about Arizona that much, like, to be honest. Uh, Arizona's a good bad. baseball team. Uh, I didn't say they're, they're not. Bad. I'm just not worried about Yeah, they're good. they're a good baseball team. Um, <laughs> of course, they are, they're winning. They have only played uh, – They've only played uh, the Padres in Seattle, who are above 500. Everyone else has a losing record. I'm predicting they'll be four games back at the end of the month. And to be fair, Adrian said this to us on Monday. We have um, a week of context. <laughs> so we have a week of context that he doesn't have. And then uh, to be clear, he says they'll be four games back of first um, at the end, at the of, the end month. of the month. Not, yeah. not exactly the Padres, because he is yeah. a Padres fan. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, here you guys say your thoughts first. <laughs> well, um, I like especially Monday. I kind of saw where he's coming from, but now especially with the Dodgers slip sliding, I don't, I don't know. But I, I don't know. I think the Giants are just a legit solid team. I think they're going to come down to earth a little bit. But um, I always got so upset uh, in 2018 at the very beginning of the season. The Red Sox were beating up on like the Tampa Bay Rays and someone else and I forget who it was but everyone was like oh my gosh the Red Sox aren't even beating good teams it's like well they're winning the games that they're playing what else do you want them to do and then like the Rays ended up being like a 91 team that year too um so it's like if they're winning games early you can't you can't mock someone for winning games early you know um but yeah I kind of have an idea to to restructure this proposal and then maybe kind of make it a bet, but I'll, we'll you come want me back to say to my thoughts first. Um, yeah, go for it. Okay. So, well, Adam, do you have anything to say about it? I mean, I mean only a little, I, 
I kind of think that you could make that statement about any of those three teams. Okay. Giants, Padres, or Dodgers. Whoever's at the top, you could say in a month, they'll be four games back from first. And it's possible. They're all yeah. playing in, in, you know, good enough that they can beat each other. And then that kind of leapfrogging for first can happen. Yeah. I mean, so given a week of context, like the Giants are two games up on the Padres who are, the Padres are in second right now. So that would have to be a six game turnaround if the Padres take division and well, yeah. the Dodgers are on pace to win. So also a six game turnaround for them. I, I mean, given the context we have now, I think it's pretty hard to see a six game turnaround for the Giants to be four games out of first. But, I mean, dude, the Giants, their offense is starting to heat up because it really has just been the Buster Posey and Evan Longoria show, and they've just kind of been dragging everyone else along. But we're starting to see all the batting averages come up. Yastrzemski's back. Cueto's back. Those are two huge guys coming back. We're still – Wilmer Flores has been struggling. That We really need Donovan Solano to come back. But eventually he will. I think things are looking up for the Giants right now, at least health-wise. And I, I do not think they will be four games back. Yeah. And also in order for them to really drop four games back, the Padres would have to be winning a lot of their games and the Giants would have to drop games and they have upcoming series, a yeah. couple games against the Rangers and then four in Pittsburgh and four in Cincinnati. And yeah, both Giants of those teams. Schedule. Yeah. And both of those teams have a, have a tendency to not win games. But I think they also play the Dodgers in two series before the end of the month. I yep. could be wrong in saying that, but nope, they play, yeah, they play two series against the Dodgers. So I think at this point, I, I'm more worried about the, if any team puts the Giants like four games behind, I think it'll be the Dodgers over the Padres. And this isn't me saying the Padres are a bad team. It's just because the Dodgers and Giants play head to head, it'll be the easiest for them to gain right. games. That's how you leapfrog standings exactly. a lot faster. Yeah. Okay. Well, restructuring his proposal i guess i'll have to run this by you first before we call out adrian but so how about if so you're with me is that what you're saying yeah if at the end of the month the giants are ahead of the padres in the standing adrian has to you know give us a shout out on his instagram and maybe say something nice about the giants but if the uh padres are ahead of the Giants in the standing at the end of the month. Um, he gets to write whatever you say on one of our little, you know, promos on Instagram, and you have to wear like a Padres hat or something. I don't even think I have a Padres hat. Well, he could, he could have, you could, he could let you borrow one or something. <laughs> I'm down if you want to do that. So I, I don't, you, I don't uh, think the. So you're saying Giants four games back of the Padres? No, it's just the Padres ahead of the Giants that has to. Yeah, it's just they have to get ahead. Oh, man. I mean, okay, I'm going to be honest. At the beginning of the year, I said the Dodgers, Padres, Giants. That's the order. And honestly, to a certain degree, I still think it will end up like that. The Giants, I mean, I'm not going to say they didn't have a cushy schedule early on. Like, the I don't think the Marlins are bad, but they're not definitely not the hardest matchup they could have gotten early on. And the same could be, well, the Rockies are your division matchup. So whatever Seattle's solid team, but um, the giants have beat the Padres in the series. So give it to me. So we're calling you out, Adrian. Let us know if you accept uh, this bet. 
Um, and we're, we'll, we're looking forward to seeing what you say um, when you shout us out on Instagram. Man, sure. Johnny Cueto's back. I'm ready for him to shimmy us to success. Yeah, Adrian, your team's good, but do they have Johnny Cueto? <laughs> Dude, speaking of Padres pitchers, man, they have been incredibly unlucky this year. So many injuries. Yeah. Nobody got hurt right now, but just in general. No. They've also just had like a couple like minor struggles. Like Snell's struggled a little bit. He hasn't had any starts longer than six innings, I think. Yeah. Dude, even against the Giants. I mean, the Giants. So Snell pitched against the Giants. Was that yesterday? Yeah, Musgrove pitched today. So it was yesterday. And the Giants just take counts and at bats so long into the bat. Like you could see Blake Snell just getting frustrated that they were extending every count. And it ultimately took him out of the game early because he had like 90 pitches in the fifth inning. Yeah, it's a, it's one way to, you know, to get your offense going. For sure. Um, for sure. But probably it's it's crazy to say this with what happened this week, but uh, probably the biggest story of the week is a DFA, and that DFA Not often you can say that. Yeah, that DFA yeah. being of course being the legendary Albert Pujols being released by the Los Angeles An- <laughs> Angels, Angels of Anaheim. Angels of Anaheim. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's such a weird name. So um, they just need to go back to being the Anaheim, Anaheim Angels. Angels yeah, it's the most honest. It's, yep. That's where yeah. they play baseball. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> so um, Adam, what, are, what were your thoughts when this happened? Um, I mean, it's very potentially the end of an absolutely legendary career. Um, and that's kind of a lame way to do it. Just being DFA'd in, you know, the first couple months of a season. Um, that's sort of what, what I initially thought. I was like, man, that's a, uh, that kind of sucks. Cause he's, he's not been playing poorly. He's still, you know, he's still perfectly fine. He's okay, hitting, he's, he's hitting he, the ball uh, decent. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. Don't do <laughs> not. Bad. He's, He's been, been bad for a couple of years now. He's, oh, oh, he has led the league in, in ground into double plays. <laughs> okay, that's because he's slow. <laughs> I'm, when I'm, was the last time you think he hit over 250? Over 250? I don't know. Probably 2017, 2016. Yeah, I, 2016. He's batting under 200 right now. He's not been good. I think that you keep him for the fact that it's Albert Pujols and you have, you have enough bats to win games, but they aren't winning games. It's look, I, it, and again, this, these these were my initial thoughts. And then you think about it and you go, okay, I kind of get it. Like I do understand getting, you know, dropping him off of the roster. It just sucks when the, that's the name tied to it. Dude. He has been an all-star once showing up in Los Angeles. Like, honestly, like, or wait, is that all-star? Is that what that thing's? I don't know if that's what that means. Yeah, one all-star. He has been rather disappointing since showing up in Los Angeles. Only one season of an OPS over 800. And, dude, this is Albert Pujols we're talking about. This guy was so dominant on the Cardinals. I remember when he signed this contract thinking to myself, like, Dude, this is going to make me feel old. But he signed the contract. I was like, man, the contract is going to be up in like 2022. Like, that's so far out. And now I'm sitting here and he got cut in the last year of the contract. Yeah. <laughs> it's just wild to think about. But no, I 
I hate to say I agree with it because I mean, let's be honest, Albert Pujols is a Hall of Famer. Like, absolutely, he, he's definitely going in the Hall of Fame. But it it makes sense. Like, they they the Angels. This goes back to what we said in the pregame predict post pre preseason prediction. I know how to talk. Um, that they need to start taking advantage of Mike Trout's prime. And having a 41, 42-year-old Albert Pujols in the lineup is not taking advantage of Mike Trout's prime. Do you know what does help it? Uh, Jared, is it Walsh or Walsh? Yes, Jared Walsh. Jared Walsh, who's actually hitting the ball pretty well, getting him some more at-bats. I know one's lefty, one's righty. I don't know if they play matchups that much. But I'm sure this opens up some more at-bats for him, a younger hitter who could hopefully help contribute and get Mike Trout to the playoffs. Is that controversial, what I just said? No. I don't think so at all. Yeah, when I got the notification, I just saw it and I was like, oh, they actually did it. Because yeah, it's, exactly. it, it's just like, and um, yeah, I saw some stuff of like people being, you know, upset. How could you do this to like a Hall of Famer? But it's like, bottom line is like- You win games. Yeah, if I'm an Angels fan, I'm like, okay, this is a message. You're actually trying to win games. You're like, because- bottom line is it's just it was wasting a roster spot especially with jared walsh emerging and otani dh'ing as much as possible now um it's it was a waste of a roster spot as harsh as that might sound it's it it, it, it just was and um yeah like uh to me this yeah this sends a message okay we're actually trying to win you know and that's like yeah I, i think it's a good thing um I want to see the Angels go sign someone big this offseason. Yeah, it's like it's not like oh boohoo, Albert Pujols got paid thirty million dollars to yeah. go home. <laughs> right. I mean, there were some people that were like, they should have told him and he could have retired. It's like they gave I'm him the sure option. That, I'm sure that conversation happened. It did happen. He wanted to play. Yeah. And then he exactly. said he wanted to play. Um, and now he's saying he still wants to play. I don't think a, I don't think a major league team is going to touch him unless it's the yeah. Cardinals. From go like to the Tigers. <laughs> Dude, on the Tigers with Miguel Cabrera. Oh, I want to see the yeah. I want to see Miguel the Tigers Cabrera. Beat. That's another contract, dude. Yeah, is this but he still has gonna... years. He still yeah. has years left. Yeah, he's got a while left. Like, are are we going to be and talking he's, about Miguel Cabrera? He's in, in the, year the worst. He is in the worst slump of his career too. Yeah, I, I'm honestly shocked with how bad that team is. He hasn't just like chalked it and is like, I'm done with this. And... I think yeah, he's got too, too much. Bright. I think he's got too much heart for that. And and there's too much money. <laughs> too, who was it? The football player that just quit mid game and retired. Was that Vontae Davis? <laughs> that was a Bill. Was a, was a, wasn't it a Bills player or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was Vontae Davis. Yeah, literally went to the locker room at halftime and then left. He's like, bro, this team sucks. I'm out of here. <laughs> like, I want to. Oh yeah, I want to make one thing clear: is that I am not blaming Albert Pujols at all. I. It's just. It was just a god awful contract at age oh. 32. You give Albert Pujols a 10-year, $250 million deal at yeah. age 32. That's a that's a deal that's tough to give to a 22-year-old. Yeah. But, like, dude, what's crazy is if you think about it, his worst batting average up to that point was 299. I'm looking at it right now. His yeah, worst was... OPS in his career was uh, .906. Like, yeah, he was an absolute force for the Cardinals Dude, that is wild looking at these stats like yeah I feel like when I was young I knew he was dominant but like I didn't understand stats then and now yeah. just looking at I, it I, it's like I, oh my I, I think I have it listed in here yeah 
yeah, one of the most, I mean, especially at the time, one of the most prolific hitters in baseball. He was unreal. Yeah, he got an MVP in 05 when Barry was still doing his thing, you know? Like, <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. He won three. Yeah, this dude's legit. Yeah, but yeah, if, if, if I'm 32 and someone is like, hey, you want you want a 10 year 250? I'll, I'll be, yeah, I guess I'll take that. <laughs> well, you can't blame him. And like, what's he going to do? Turn down 250 million? Like, I guess I'll hang out in LA with 250 <laughs> yeah. million. No, I'll live in LA suppose. making 250 million. Like, yeah, of course he's going to take that. Oh my gosh! Any any other thoughts on uh, Pujols? We'll never see another ten-year contract. To a uh, oh, to hard a disagree. We absolutely over the no, age of thirty. Okay, oh, over the age of thirty. Sorry. Uh, no, I think we still will. I don't think so. I, I think teams will be. Te- I think teams, especially after this Tatis contract, you're going to see so many teams willing to just take the shot early rather than take the shot late. I. I think there will be players that come available like when they're 31, 32, and I think people would be willing. It takes so what, what, kind of, what kind of player? Yep. What kind of player? It'd be a pitcher. It wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a position. I don't a see a pitcher getting pitcher? a what's, uh, what pitcher has ever gotten a 10-year contract? 10-year deals? I actually don't know. That'd be an interesting one to look at. I don't think any up. starting pit now that I'm thinking about it. I know Price got 7 years. Uh let me th- I, I don't think there is. What was Scherzer's deal? Ooh, that's a good question. Okay, so Garrett Cole has the longest pitcher contract oh, at yeah. nine years. Oh, okay. So Scherzer has seven. Price has seven. Strasburg has seven. Granky got six. Sell yeah. got five. I don't know why I thought Garrett Cole was on a 10. Or was nine. Close. And Strasburg was he, on a 10 as well. Close. I think those were the two that I was thinking of in my head. I was thinking of like, Strasburg, but see, Strasburg would have made sense because they signed him when he was young. Yeah, originally, that's true. Actually, he signed in twenty twenty. What? Yeah, yeah. I did not realize that. <laughs> <laughs> that just blew my mind. But he's still young for free agent uh, right. availability. He's thirty one now, but dang. Yeah, true. Strasburg has like had such a weird career if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. Because like he was supposed to be like insane. Like I remember yeah. him coming as a prospect, and people thought he was like the next best thing and then there was like a period of time where like he wasn't a bust but he wasn't what was expected and then all of a sudden he's still solid yeah (laughs) yeah yeah no doubt no doubt but um strange speaking of some solid starting pitching we got a performance from your al cy young Uh. (laughs) so it comes down to jp crawford First pitch swinging, line drive, he's done it. John Means has no hit. The Mariners and the Orioles mob him. The first no-hitter for the Orioles in 30 years. The first complete game no-hitter since Jim Palmer did it 52 years ago in 1969. Wow, what a performance by John Means. It's in, in a year of the... Uh borderline frustrating no hitters due to some oh, unfortunate circumstances this is the worst one it doesn't get any worse it can't it can't get any worse than this because the catcher like jumps up it's like get your body yep. down my yep. guy a dropped strikeout to lose a perfect game i i must say moments like this make me so happy that buster posey is the giants catcher 
Yeah. That's but yeah, what a what an absolutely brutal way to lose it. Oh, were, sure. were any of you guys watching the final out live? No. I was not. Oh, well, I don't know if you saw the final out, but I got my heart dropped for a second. I thought it was gonna be a little blooper over the shortstop's head, but it's just right to the shortstop, just oh, off okay. contact. Um but no, yeah, it was just a, a dominant performance from John Means, who's been doing it all year. He's already won uh, the 25 games in Cy Young or whatever. Um, now put him on watch. I'm calling it top. Uh, top. You're thinking about how aggressive uh, you want to be with this? Top five Cy Young voting, John oh, Means. Okay. Top five. Okay. That's pretty, pretty high odds. Uh, yeah, also the all-star already locked in oh uh, of course in. second all-star a, game for a, john means on a fan vote vote you think you'll get in well every team has one it's just if cedric mullins is gonna steal it from him or, or not yeah okay fair okay. enough no one else is it's cedric mullins and john means right now are the two uh, orioles who are yeah just all-star caliber okay. i mean i think you could if cedric mullins keeps it up there's no way you could deny him but okay yeah but we did have another no hitter though too. We did have another no hitter. Wade Miley. Oh, here we go. Oh no. <laughs> oh. This one. Ground ball. Farmer. Wizardry from Wade Miley. A no hitter and baseball history. I was did gonna he say, say no gonna hitter say... in baseball. No. In baseball history? No, he said a, a no-hitter baseball history. <laughs> oh, okay. Because every no-hitter is baseball that, history. That, yeah. that was a weird call. Like It I, wasn't I, a great one. Yeah. Like, for a no-hitter, like that call was kind of weak. You want you, you want Orsillo to call all your no-hitters. Not just a no-hitter, but a no-hitter where going into the top of the ninth, the score was 0-0. Zero to zero. The Reds had to, yeah. you know, yeah. score in the top of the ninth to give yeah. – Miley a shot. Honorable mention to Zach Plezak, who was the opposing pitcher there, who pitched eight Ooh. innings with yeah. only three hits. So For like, sure. uh, yeah, whatever. We don't care about you, Zach. <laughs> hey, so I mean, how many know. no hitters is that in the year? Four, four five, or five, four. something like that. Let's see. Uh, five. So it's five. Rodon, Musgrove, oh, uh, Bumgarner. Bum, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Sorry, bud. <laughs> doesn't go into the books like that um but yeah just totally a little bit different i mean eight strikeouts but not quite as dominant as the mean start but um he was <laughs> but uh yeah miley uh was uh looking pretty hulkish uh in this one if you, oh, if you know what i'm talking about wait <laughs> What was that? You know what I'm talking about, Brian? Or you're talking about the Hulk thing? Yeah. Tell yeah. Us about so it. He, he, Wade Miley, like his kid, really wanted him to put like a fake tattoo on his arm of Hulk. So Wade Miley pitched the whole game with a little fake tattoo of the Hulk on his arm. Which, I mean, after throwing a no hitter after doing that, you have to just go get a real tattoo of the Hulk on your arm, right? Like, no I feel like no. that's the only logical I mean... choice. Like, there's like no way you're gonna look down at that tattoo and then not smile, you know? <laughs> exactly, bro. Like, dude, I'd be too superstitious not to have a Hulk on my arm every time I pitch after that. Like, it it just wouldn't happen if that was me. I, every time, 
<laughs> Bro, I'd just put a bunch of hulks all over my body. Maybe I'd get a perfect game. Who knows? Uh, oh, it works, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> no. I mean, you could certainly try it. <laughs> <laughs> just we see Wade Miley go out there next week. He has a Hulk on both arms. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm um, coming today. Yeah, talking about some solid pitching, and then we talked about uh the uh whatever the the half the fourth and a half no hitter of the year, the Madison Bumgarner one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bumgarner <laughs> had his had his fourth really solid start in a row on thursday and i'd like to just officially announce that i'm off the worried about mad bum train and i'd also like to apologize apologize to madison uh forever hopping on that train because i know he probably listened and was just super pissed off uh <laughs> that anyone ever doubted motivation him. to get his shit together yeah, yeah. just i'm like not apologizing i'm not apologizing for being on that train because me getting on that train is what made him better exactly <laughs> right that's how we, that- we directed him back on track. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clearly us. I'm taking all the credit. I'd like okay. a cut of his salary. Thank you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not how that works, but <laughs> hey, you, you have fun with it. Yeah, well, yeah, a man can try, right? Exactly. Sometimes you just got to shoot your shot. Did you guys uh, catch any of the Astros-Yankees uh, series this week? Oh man, it was great. As the first video I saw of the whole series was like a team, or it was like a security guard or something taking an inflatable trash can away from someone and walking away. And there's like five fans following the security guard going, come on, give it back. <laughs> yeah. And then the Glaber scoring from first on an infield single was crazy too. Dude, yeah. That's some little league stuff if I've ever seen him. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Dude, nobody's but, covering third. Guess I'll go there. Oh, nobody's covering home. Guess I'll go home. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 crazy. But talking about some of the uh, the uh, trash talk, pun intended. Um, <laughs> I think my favorite sign was just a sign that said "Read this sign," and then there's a colon. It said "You cheated." <laughs> it's just um, like hey, just straight, like, into straight the point. to the point. The, the Bronx, the Bronx has some ruthless hecklers. Uh, that, that was, was the first time the Astros played out there since the whole scandal, yep. right? Yeah, did so. you, did yeah so you that hear, was a big moment for them. Did you hear what the the Yankees fans were chanting at Altuve right before he hit his home run? It was on, it was on his birthday, and they're chanting "F your birthday." Like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think the best part was because they were they, you know the F Altuve chants were were everywhere. But I loved that they continued into the Nationals series. Oh, yeah. When Houston's no longer there, and they're still just chanting FL Tuve. <laughs> Dude, there, Dude, there was a video, too, of, like, Tucker in the outfield, and they're chanting, like, F the Astros, and then they're like, Tucker? Wait, who's Tucker? <laughs> they just start yelling at him. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, uh, fans, it's good to have fans in stands. How good does it have to feel though to be up at the plate hearing "F your birthday" and then just <laughs> hit a three-run shot? Though, oh my gosh, that's oh, dude, that's some yeah. great stuff. But like you know, Yankees took two out of three, and a big part of that, Giancarlo Stanton, who's on fire on He's the season, batting, crazy. Yeah, batting three hundred one, nine homers, nine thirty-seven OPS. But over the last seven days, five games, he's batting four fifty, slugging a thousand. He's got three homers. Oh, it's, he's. Whew, I mean, oh my someone God. has to do the work because Aaron Judge is as cold as he's ice. bad right now. Like, 
Not as bad yeah. as Gary Sanchez. He no no no. <laughs> Aaron Judge is one for his last twenty three with fourteen strikeouts. Yeah, it's bad. Like, that's Gary, Gary Sanchez has been worse the whole year. I mean, Gary Sanchez got benched. Like I don't even care about him anymore. <laughs> it's Kyle Higashioka's team now. <laughs> exactly, man. Good. As it hey, should I want to see if. Okay, wait. Oh, Aaron Judge is batting two forty five on the year, so it's not that bad for the whole season. But his yeah. last twenty at bats, really bad. Kind right, of. He's worse. in a slump. But dude, it has but. been the, the Gary Sanchez thing though is like it's crazy because I mean, like Judge is just like a slump thing, but. Right. Sanchez, it was like, man, I remember 2016. He came up 53 games. He had 20 homers in that time and uh, 12 doubles. And then he had, you know, in 2017 was a solid year and 2019 was good too. But like, it's just, we just haven't seen it. It just seemed like such a sure thing that this guy was going to just be dominant. And, and like the blink of an eye that, you know, 2016 is behind us. And now here we got this 182 batting average catcher that's behind Dude. Kyle Higashioka. <laughs> yeah. His his uh Gary Sanchez actually has a higher on base percentage than Kyle Higashioka. How do I say that? Higashioka. Higashioka. I'll figure it out eventually. Brian, but you couldn't get Otani. So or Shohei. I could I Shohei. So, I could say mm-hmm. Shohei. Yeah, you didn't the wrong. first time. I said Shohei. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But dude, yeah, Gary right. we'll Sanchez has been bad. 18 strikeouts in how many at bats? 60 at bats. Not yeah. what you're looking for. I can promise you that. Yeah, not great. But well, Stanton I mean, has been keeping that team afloat. Well, Stanton and Urshela and Lemayhu, but Stanton lately. Yeah, Aaron Hicks also very bad. He's batting under 200 also. Yeah, yeah this Yankees got a lot of people batting under 200. <laughs> This this uh, Major League Baseball League's got a lot of people batting under two. Yeah, it turns <laughs> out it's really hard to bat well. Oh, and I'm pretty oh. sure the league-wide average is, like, the second lowest it's ever been through, like, the first month of the season. Like, hitters have just been getting dominated this year. Yeah, that's that strikeouts so, are way up. Yeah, we're. I mean, we covered the two no-hitters this week, and then on that same uh, – on Friday, there was almost two no hitters with the Miley and then Sean Manaya going seven yeah. no hit innings. But um, so, what are your thoughts on just the, this pitcher dominance? Are you are you one of those uh, grumpy guys that's like it's because the batters they only they only try to launch everything, or do you or do you kind of just see that as part of the equation? There's some other. I, mean, stuff I think it's a mix on. of both, yeah. right? I think really good hitters are still really good. There are people who haven't adjusted yet. Um, and, and I think there's also no doubt that there are pitchers doing better than they maybe should. Um, but I'm, I'm all for it. And maybe that's because I'm a pitcher and I like seeing pitchers dominate. But I, I certainly prefer this over, you know, seeing somebody check swing a homer. Which yeah, is what no. it felt like was happening the last couple of years. And you know what? Like Which, even yeah. with this pitcher dominance we're in, like it's not like we aren't seeing a lot of runs being scored. Right. Like we're just we're seeing hitters be the most aggressive hitters have ever been, while we're seeing pitchers be the nastiest pitchers have ever been. Yeah, it's great. Like it's, the combination yeah, of the two is just gonna lead to a lower batting average. And I mean, we have Mike Trout out here. Still batting 385 with an on-base percentage of 496. 
Yeah. But dude's getting on base nearly half the time. So clearly yeah. this dude's got it figured out. You've got somebody like Flatty who still has an OPS north of a thousand. You've got no excuses. Oh, He's like, no. what is he, 21? I, I think, every, but yeah, no, nobody was, ex- well, nobody other than Noah was expecting Vladdy to be bad this year. <laughs> I never said he was going to be bad. I just to said Torres was going to be better than him. <laughs> I just in a I just want to say in a beautiful bit of serendipity because Telez is now not playing, um, but Telez's OPS, hurt? huh? Is, why is Telez not playing? Is he? No, no he's, he's just, bad. just bad. Oh, <laughs> um, Telez's uh, OPS for the season is the same as Vladdy's on base percentage. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that, I think this I might go down as the, the same as Joe Panics. <laughs> <No. laughs> This is gonna so, go down as Noah's worst take. Joe Panic. No, now now the race is between Joe Panic and Rowdy Telez, who finishes. Well, Panic is Panic is higher right yes. now. So Panic is batting two twenty six. Yeah, yeah, but it's at the end of the year. Yeah, Panic's all right. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll see who's on the roster at the end of the year. That's the first step. Well, I mean, Panic will be. I, I think Telez might still be. Yeah, no, Telez probably will be too. Yeah. isn't Telez? Telez isn't that. But high, um, right? no, Telez is young. No, he's younger. Yeah, but um. Back to the why there are so many no hitters and pitcher dominance. Now, yeah, I do think the new age approach is part of it. Um, I do like and agree with the like emphasis on doing more damage and just get more extra base hits. But I, in some cases, I think it is a little too far. Um, I'm definitely blessed to be a Red Sox fan where we got JD, Xander, and like Devers and Verdugo, all guys who can. St- you know, hit it out of the ballpark, but are really good at going the other way too. And Xander Bogart's the best two strike hitter in baseball and the future MVP, but uh, no. <laughs> and also I just think as Brian was saying, this is the best pitching has ever been. And another point, this is the most like specialized defense has ever been. It's every single hitter has some sort yeah. of shifting going yeah. on these days. That's no, a big sure. part. Yeah. There of the is no such well. thing as defenses playing standard anymore. So, so what do you guys yeah. think about that whole proposed rule change of like having a line, like a way that infielders have to be like nah. two on each side of the field nope. and like on the dirt? Nope. It's just, yeah. It's, it's like telling teams, Hey, don't be smart. I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> like, no, I get that. It's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's akin to saying, yeah, like you can't watch film. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can't you can't study you can't learn anything about your opponents you're not allowed to yeah i i think i think there's like a middle ground to be found though so like i don't think say putting it like strict like oh you have to stand in like a five foot circle like i think that's dumb but shifts have started to get a little ridiculous yeah i mean maybe you could you could i think you could make the argument of like okay you can't shift you know you can't have if you have three people on one side of the infield one of them has to be like directly behind second or something like yeah i i think that's almost three i don't know it'll be it'll be interesting what happens i i think there's some sort of happy ground that obviously we don't know because like i think was it lindor that said it that like it'll let that like you'll see more athletic plays if it's not like that which i mean that's what sure like dude I don't not to say this moment doesn't happen if there is a shift on, but that Derek Jeter moment of him like that jump throw, yeah, like that's legendary. And does that happen with the shift? Who knows? I mean, yeah, probably. Maybe it could, maybe it wouldn't. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. I just think the reason we might see it 
is I think they're going to be looking for a way to kind of make the pitcher's job harder. Yeah, maybe. And they're not going to do anything to the mound. They like, I don't they know. Better not they better They can't. Yeah. So that's already been done. I think because obviously the league wants runs scored. It's more viewer yeah. friendly to the people that aren't super into baseball. Yeah, I get it. And well, I just I feel games like games aren't fun for casual fans. Yeah, I fully agree with that. Like so many people would say a one game is boring. But like if you watch a lot of baseball, a one yeah. game is like intense. Could be amazing. It. Yeah, it, it could be bad. I'm not going to say there hasn't been a bad one game. Like oh, it's been fun. Exists. But there's a lot that are amazing too. And I just think the first step the MLB will take in making the pitchers lives harder is doing something about the shift. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I do want to say that there was one game that happened yesterday uh, that was a 3-2 game that was just beautifully, like, not what baseball is now, uh, which was the between the Cubs and the Pirates, <laughs> which was just the antithesis of what everyone else is doing because there were only seven strikeouts total, and almost all of them came in, like, the last couple innings. And there were 18 hits between the two teams, and they were all singles except for one ground rule double. It was the most just like small ball, beautiful game that I've ever watched. And I loved every second of it. So yes. sometimes you don't need the, the massive home runs or anything. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you can get just a, just a, a dumb game of all singles and it's still fun. <laughs> yeah. Baseball is just a, just a unique game. You know, you can, it comes in many different packages. Um, it's interesting talking a little bit about shifts. I was listening to the Red Sox and the Raider today and Verdugo's gotten really good at uh, he kind of gets a slight overshift on him just ground ball to the left side yeah and the broadcast is always like i don't know why they're still shifting him and i think it's just because the orioles in this case they're like we'll take verdugo batting you know 320 on ground ball singles as yeah. opposed to 280 with you know doubles and homers right. and i think it's, it's just it's the same thing of like of like you run a stupid shift on Joey Gallo and every once in a while he'll bunt himself on for a single, but you'll take that over a 500 foot home run. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. You don't, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll take him trying to beat the shift over him hitting you for extra bases. No. Yeah. Um, like we're, I've talked about Xander a little bit, this podcast in 2015 when he, when his first silver slugger as when he was doing a lot more, just little slap hits, he batted 320, but his OPS was 776. And it's like, you know, that's, you know, still a great year, but now he's just, he's at 963 with his OPS. I mean, he's batting better than that, but like the last two years before, like he's still lower 300s, but he's just, he's added that slugging, you know, doing something extra with the ball. Um, so I think that's, I don't know. Like, I think a lot of people are just like, why don't they just, you know, take the easy base hit? And in certain situations, definitely. Like uh, later in games, I think it's something that needs to happen more. But when you take baseball as like a season game and stuff like that, you start to you start to actually give some of these newer ideas a chance. You 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 see how important you know doing some damage getting some extra base hits especially be. doing some damage early man like yeah yeah it's just the whole momentum thing like if you can get out there in the first three four innings and put three four runs on the board rather quickly it's just a whole like mental thing that completely changes so yeah no i have 
it's been a huge thing with the Giants. Take pitches, find your pitch, do damage. So that that's literally like what they always talk about when they talk about the Giants batters in particular. Yeah. Yeah, you guys. I don't know. You guys got any other thoughts as we start to wrap this thing up? I was gonna say as we look into next week, is there any like series that stick out to you? I was kind of oh. looking through the schedule. There's some good matchups. Here, Actually, you start us early. off while I look. Well, there's one early next week with your team, the Red Sox. The Red Sox playing the A's. Those are two teams both with 20 wins right now. So yeah. That should be a fun series to watch. Another one is next weekend. We have the Mariners and Padres. I mean, that's not that exciting. The Padres actually have an interesting week. They play the Cardinals and the Mariners. So they're playing some two high-win teams. So maybe that gets Adrian a little scared of our bet. <laughs> Better not. <Just> we will. <laughs> We will see, man. It, it looks like an interesting week, but even Braves Brewers, that, that could be a fun one. Yeah, but Brewers think, play the Cardinals too. Yeah, no, for sure. I think we got a lot of good teams playing each other. I mean, the Tigers, they're fun to watch, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, fun to watch for a different reason. <laughs> fun to watch them just get beat on. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, you know. But I, I definitely think that A's Red Sox series has potential to be really, really good this week. Yeah, no doubt. Um, looking at it, you mentioned some good ones. Um, Cardinals kind of have a exciting week. They play the Brewers and then the Padres later in the week. Yeah. Um, but uh, kind of, I think a make it or break it uh, series. The Royals are going to play the White Sox. That's the, exactly later. what I was looking at. Yeah. And they play the Tigers. I think if the Royals want to show they're like truly good, they have to crush the Tigers going into that White Sox series. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's um. Do you have any, uh, before I go on a tangent, Adam, do you have any series to look at? No, that was exactly what I was looking at. I was looking at Kansas City's schedule where they they go from from the bottom of the barrel all the way back up to the the top. They have to go through Detroit and then they have to face the White Sox. And I want to see if, I want to see if Kansas City, uh, you know, shows that, uh, shows that they're still, still contenders in that division or if they just get steamrolled. Yeah, dude, if they continue their losing streak through the Detroit series, they're chalked. That's bad. Yeah, it's not looking good for them. I also think it's totally possible that the Royals lose that series and Detroit actually makes their run differential worse, which would be <laughs> hilarious. Like I think like I think that Detroit will like win a couple lose, games by like two runs. Game. Yeah, lose but they'll one lose game, one 20. by ten. <laughs> Just twenty zero one game. What the <laughs> Which uh, I think kind of leads me to the what I was going to ask you guys is, so Detroit sitting at a negative sixty eight run differential, yeah. no big deal. Do they end the week negative eighty or more? When we do this next podcast, are they at negative eighty or more? Okay, they play the Royals and who? Who do they play at the end of the week? Oh, let's see here. I will look it up right now. Me... So that's twelve runs of a differential. They play the Cubs. Ooh. They play well. They play the Twins tomorrow yeah, too. Finish their twin. They play their twin series, and then it's Kansas City and Chicago. Dude, they very well could be because Kansas City and Chicago are both pretty solid teams. They'll be they'll be two games deep into the Chicago series. I, what Saturday. I'm going to say is I hope not, but it's going to happen. I really hope it doesn't. But we're going to be here next week. Going, man. I'm I'm here for the road to negative 100. I'm here. The road to negative 100. What we got to be here for it. What do we that's going to be our first shirt as a podcast? Oh, dude. Oh, no. Okay. All right. That's, hey, that's a fun 100. one to 
no that's a fun one to bet on yeah yeah what's what's their uh what's the what's, their, what's the end of the season over under at end of the season run yeah for the Tigers. over under let's set it at 150 <laughs> wait i gotta i don't even know what here it uh, over what is the major league worse for run differential uh it's it's some i think it's like uh oh what team? it's like some chicago team from like the 20s or something i'm looking at uh yeah here wait let's see I'm just going to go to the 2019, see the worst run differential in 2019. Wait, what? Is that real? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was Cleveland. Yeah. Because it's Wait. Cleveland. It's just the city of pain. Wait, is this surreal? Life? Yeah, it's real. What was, what was no, that? I'm looking at the 2019 run differential rankings. Oh, oh I thought you were looking at. Detroit had a negative 330. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you were looking at the uh, the 1899 Cleveland Spiders so, so who were negative 723. Oh, my. <laughs> so you're telling me my over-under of 150 was rather conservative. And you know yeah. what's – so 2018, the Orioles were horrible and were in the same division as the, like – 200 win Red Sox and like 95 win Yankees. They had a negative run differential of negative 270. And in 2019, the Tigers had 333. Oh my God. So over under of the Tigers at negative 200. (laughs) I think negative 300 is maybe where we're at. Or 250. Negative 300 is a lot. 250? Negative 250. So like in 2019, there was only two teams above 250. Ah, I'm taking it over. You're taking the over. Well, Dude, is the, the wait, are are you, you're taking the you're taking yeah the the over as in worse than two fifty. Yeah. So if you want to call it under because we're, we're negative because we're negative but, numbers here. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm taking it as in like it technically the under, but the over. Right. Any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's. I mean, okay, mm. one team is gonna be that bad. It has to be the Detroit. Do you know what? And Baltimore Orioles, I apologize. I came out strong on the first podcast, called you doo-doo poo-poo. Let's be honest, the real doo-doo poo-poo team is in Detroit. It's yeah, it's the they are no longer the Detroit Tigers. They are the Detroit doo-doo poo-poos. And maybe that's me helping them out because I came at the Orioles hard and look at them. So we'll see. But yeah, give me that over. <laughs> Man. Yeah, what a team. What a team. What a team. What a team. <laughs> no, we should. I know we, but like if we did make shirts, it would be like the Tigers um, dressed up as Spartans, you know, like Miguel Barrera with like a shield. And then it just says oh, negative 300. Oh, <laughs> oh man. And, oh. That's oh. sad. It's a sad state of affairs over in the over in Detroit. Houston in twenty nineteen was a plus two seventy nine. Yep. <laughs> that's a that. six hundred run differential difference between the best <laughs> and the worst. Yeah, that something sounds about right. Oh my! <laughs> oh, oh my dude, gosh. I feel bad for the Detroit doo doo poo poos. Yeah. Ah, uh, but um. I guess, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. If any <laughs> listeners out, uh, my one of my final thoughts. Any listeners out there haven't grabbed uh, the show yet? I recommend. I've been having a lot of fun. 
finally took my first L online. I'm like 20 and one now. No big deal. What a scrub. Uh, yeah, yeah, no big deal, no big deal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's all I got. You got any final thoughts, Brian? Oh yeah, Giants to the moon. Let's go. <laughs> Giants to the moon. <laughs> but uh, Come at uh, us, Adrian. Giants to the moon. Dude, the Giants' big prospect, Elliot Ramos, hit two home runs in his first three games in minors. He's coming very quickly to the majors. We're going to see him this year. I'm excited for it. I don't know. Our outfield's pretty packed, so I don't know how it will work, but he's getting pretty close to forcing himself on the roster. So I love to yeah, see that. Yeah, watch out for Wander Franco, you know, in the next oh, you know, yeah, for sure. month or so too. Yeah. Yep. Giants going to the moon. Jays have been going to the hospital. <laughs> it's It's been bad. I know we haven't even, yeah. This, yeah, that's well, Springer's back on the, yeah, uh, briefly. Springer back on 10-day IL uh, again um and then yeah and as of like a few days ago uh officially the entire opening day bullpen for the jays has at some point this year been on the il the whole the all of them and that's not including gates there too nope you know that's the whole opening day bullpen speaking of bullpens i really wanted to talk about my worries about the giants bullpen I'll do it next week because I'm sure my worry will still be there. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, that'll be Giants a... bullpen. That's going to be the biggest difference. If the Giants really want to be a threat in this division, they got to go get some arms because there's like maybe two or three relievers I kind of trust. Other than that, it's I mean, Tyler Rogers has been great this year, but dude, that dude's on pace to like break some sort of a relief record with the amount of times he's come out. Let's see how many games has he pitched in. Tyler Rogers has already pitched in 19 games. That's pretty ridiculous for a lot. <laughs> yeah, so there's cl- one clear reliever they trust, and it's been rough after that. So we'll, I, we'll see. What I happens. wish that any of the Jays relievers had been available for 19 games. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Tyler Rogers has been great in those 19 games. I mean, if the Jays could tread water and then get kind of healthy. I mean, that's, that's more fun. or less that's more or less what they've been doing no yeah exactly that's what i'm saying like, like, like they could, yeah they're still winning they, they the games definitely i could see the blue jays definitely having like a second half surge once they're all healthy yep. oh yeah i could totally see it uh it, it'll it'll be a lot of the pitching staff because yeah the whole bullpen situation's bad starters are injured um yeah I, I have a feeling that if if the jays get a get healthy pitching staff and uh and get springer back at full at full strength that's a that is a second half surge for sure yeah hopefully pearson's debut is nasty well tomorrow night for us sunday night for the listeners i really hope so yeah will be fun to watch and johnny the shimmy man cueto he's not as cool as nate pearson though but he doesn't shimmy uh no nate pearson does not shimmy okay guys got a guy like ramon that's gonna wrap it up this week Thank you for listening. See you guys. See you later.